You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. 1935, the Lions win the NFL championship. The Detroit Tigers take the World Series. The Red Wings bring home Lord Stanley's Cup. Joe Lewis begins his rise to world domination. This transforms the Motor City into Detroit, City of Champions. Detroit, City of Champions, the podcast. I'm Jamie Flanagan, along with my good friend, Charles Avison. Charles, he, he he's an amazing dude because he wrote this trilogy of books. It's just this amazing uh, collection of Detroit history. It's called Detroit, City of Champions, all about the 1935 year and the amazing championships, 33 in all, the three majors at the time, baseball, 30, yeah, and 30, football, yeah, ba- hockey. T- Tigers, Lions, Red Wings, first championship, same season. And then, and just so many, 33 like, others. Yeah, thir- I mean, th- 30 others, 30 others on top of the, th- on top of yeah. the three majors. And, and so it's a year unlike anything else. And the fact that we can do an entire show, and we're not, what are we on, like, episode, what was this, episode it's, uh, 21? 21, I believe, yeah. And 21 it, episodes, and we're not even through, like, the line. Like, oh, there's, yeah, yeah. there's, like, I mean, unlimited yeah. content we have with this show. So... Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's it's just it's simply astounding. And in your travels, uh, you you collecting these stories, you you've run into some amazing people, and we've shared the last few weeks with one of those amazing uh, people, Tom Yurick. Tom, thanks for coming back again. Well, what an honor to be the nineteen thirty five champions. It's quite an honor to be right in this chair. And it, it, for the fiftieth anniversary, there was an event for the fiftieth anniversary of the Lions championship, and there were a couple tigers there too. I do believe, right? Uh, I don't. Not, were there tigers well, there? No. Well, there was at that people meeting, hanging out there was probably eighty people. And All right. uh, I know Joe Schmidt and some of the world champion lions from the fifties were oh, there. Oh, okay. Joe Gerard. Uh, so. Yeah. Lions so across the ages were there. I don't know there. if there was any baseball players okay. there. Uh, so, sure. but there, Lions across the ages were there for the 50th anniversary, yes, and yes. you had the good journalist, radio reporter that you were. You had your tape recorder, and you talked to the, the guys that were there. There were like ten guys there. You got a good good chunk of talking to, like at least nine of them. Uh, and we were li- listening to those. Well, what happened was that Bob James, after the uh, meeting was over, he talked to some of the Lions to see if they wanted to participate in the uh, interview, and about four of them uh, volunteered. Hmm. And uh, we did it in the lobby uh, at about 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> Never forget it. Yeah, they were all partying uh, and stuff, well, right? That party was wild. Because you know, when that, you that, listen to tapes, you can hear them get a little bit sauced up a little bit. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're laughing. They're like, oh, man, let me get out there. Yeah, and they were they're playing like, that game. You know, they were in Detroit from, uh, from Friday to Saturday, and they were yeah. all excited that evening because the next day, they were going to see the Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. play in the Silverdome. Uh, and the Silverdome, they were, and they were going to be honored, they, didn't they? Did they yeah. get like? Did they get to like go out on the field in that and like wave to the yes, fans? Yes, at and stuff? the game. No, yeah. I wasn't at the game, yeah. but uh, consequently, uh, they were really excited. Oh, to I go, could. Yeah, they're on the tapes. They're talking about it. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's another thing, real quick, before we move on from that thing, you, you actually mm-hmm. kind of raise a point, and I, I forget if we talked about it uh, last week or anything, but. But uh, uh, Don Shula gave the headline, one of the headlining speeches at the party because the Dolphins were in town to play the Lions, and Don Shula had been with had been a uh, the defensive coordinator for the Lions in the 
fifties. George Wilson right? hired him. Yeah, and so he, like you know he had you know Don Shula had an attachment with the Detroit Lions, and the fact that he was a, you know at yeah. that point he was already a legend. I mean it's the eighties for he was already right. a legend. He was a legend, yep. and and nobody knew that he was there or that yeah. he was going to come. He was a surprise guest, yeah. and everybody was in shock. You could yeah. hear a pin drop. That's what I mean. Un- yeah, like all of a sudden Don Shula walks out and starts giving a speech yep. on the you know nineteen thirty five. A championship, you know, championship and, team. And he yeah. mentioned Portsmouth, and he mentioned hmm. uh, the whole. Yeah, just yeah. he gave all of his credit to the Detroit Lions, and that's uh, what I'm saying. Like him. you know, this whole story, Jane, we talked about it along you know along the lines about like there's so many different. I mean, what you know, there's there's you know, if you just say the story like. Hey, there's the three teams: the Tigers, Lions, Red Wings. All win their first championships, and then there's this team, and then there's that team, and then this team. That's what I'm loving about this show is that we actually get to probe some of the depths of this and some of the different sort of you right. know all these like sort of um, these elements that spin off of it. Um, and like you know like this whole thing like like you know th- this is not you don't see like w- when was the last like newspaper article that talked about the fact about like this party or, or sure. about the you know Don Shula speaking about it. like yeah. this is like archival stuff like this yeah. is stuff that you know once we put this out there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it opens up the idea for future studies by other people that might be interested in this story to say, you know, to remember this component of the story, that there was a 50th year anniversary party for all these guys. The amazing thing about that uh, reunion, there was no press there. There was no television. That's what I'm saying. Nothing. Yeah. No radio. I was the only radio yeah. correspondent. And yeah. thank goodness for that because I had all the time in the world yeah. to interview. Now, if I would have had competition, I probably would have never gotten that tape. Yeah. So wanna... you you got about 25 minutes worth of, of tape. Um talking to these guys yes um so now what did you do with that did you play that in its entirety on your radio show what did yes, you do in with ni- that in 1985 at okay w car okay uh, i played the whole gamut to recognize the city of champions right, right. The charlie Geringer and the lions to represent the full complement of of the greater champion of the city of champions of 1935 okay but i want right. to take it back just a quick second because tom mentioned something that i have an absolute affinity towards and i've sort of i've said it at the beginning that it was in the first few episodes of the episodes of the show yeah. is the lack of media coverage on all yeah. this because like you say you're the only guy there we did an event i did an event um it was the uh it was the i want to say 75th anniversary of champions day something mm-hmm. i think it was the 75th and the um, Historical Museum rolled out this big, uh, you know, we haven't even talked about Champions Day, but it's a, you know, spoiler alert, it was a huge party at the end of the season, right. which which was at the Masonic Temple in Detroit where there's 800 fans, all these different people are there. It's a massive celebration. The, the, it was, they say it was the largest gathering of champions under a single roof. And so, so it was the 75th anniversary, um, and uh, we actually, the museum had gotten Dave Bing to re-recognize Champions Day oh. by signing it, uh, signing a document. And it was the, the, the vice mayor was there, the, you know, you know, assistant mayor, whatever, nice. was there to, you know, read a little speech. Um, and we had the plaque out. There's a big city of champions plaque that was signed by every governor in the country. Franklin Delano Roosevelt signed. I mean, it was this huge thing. And, and here's the thing. Here's the, this, I've already, <laughs> spoiler alert as far as what I'm leading up to. There was no media. No. There was no media there. I got a copy of it on my on my digital phone, my right. my phone, but there's no media. 75th anniversary. They bring out the, the city of champions, which was lost, which yeah. was, which was a story lost. in itself. Which was lost. That is a whole That's story. Another story. Absolutely. Yeah. That in itself is a completely. It was like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> where they file that box in the bottom of the thing, where there's like eight million other boxes. That's how they had to pull that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so it was. It's that's what I'm saying. Like. There has been just an absolute, and even since I started this with the first book and all this, like still to this day, 
there's yet to be anything like from all any of the major newspapers or anything like even like I mean every you see like a mention every once yeah. in a while, but there's like but there's never been any type of like and there's recognition no recognition of, of the depth of this, of this the, incredible story of the depth yeah. of it too. It, it it says oh their first championship was this or yeah. you know city of champions. It, it 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 only skims the surface ever and usually uh, misses yeah. The depth of, it's like of the, where we're it's at. like, and this is what kind of gets me is the teams themselves, all everybody involved in the, like the mainstream, the sort of Detroit media. It's like they do just barely enough to let people know that they kind of, you know, that they kind of know about it. But there's ne- they, there's never any recognition, you know, like above and beyond. Like like the only like the only lion, the only Detroit lion from this year that's recognized is Dutch Clark because well, I mean, he's like the t- one of the you yeah. know we call him the Ty Cobb of football. He was so great that you just. You just have to put his, put his name on your wall, retire his number. Um, you know, the, for the, for the, in the case of the, the Tigers, Mickey Cochran, which we spent like three episodes talking about just right. how critical he was. I mean, he was one of the most important players in the history of Detroit Tigers and his name's on the Tiger Stadium wall, but it's like they, they call it, it's not, his number's not retired. Yeah. And it's just a, they call it like a rec, I forgot what the exact terminology. It's like a, a recognized name or something. It's not like, you know, it's like kind of off to the side with yeah. a couple other names. It's not like dead center with like these other halt, you know, names retired. And then the night, and then the, for the Red Wings, the Red Wings, there's no retired names from the team. Every other for for every other championship year for 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 every Detroit yeah. sports team, at least one player. Tigers, Lions, Red Wings, Pistons. Every single championship team has at least one player's number retired on these walls right. for all their st- teams, except for the 1935. Well, we Red haven't Wings. gone to the except Wings for yet. The, I know, so. but I'm saying like, you I know, know I'm, I'm interested I'm to see who that standout player is going to be. I know, be but I'm trying curious. to give you a scope here about just how you know forgotten this is in the playoff. But what Tom's saying is that there is no media at that event, and every single event that is not covered, that's not brought out, just makes it more and more difficult. It means that the that the, the stories from the past. Fade further and farther away, and they just you know, and that's why this you know that's what why we're trying, trying to do. Well, what I was going to say about the reunion in nineteen uh, for the re- reunion of nineteen thirty five, Jack Bailey from W Carr, the manager, he had some tickets to go to the uh, um, uh, memorial for the nineteen thirty five the uh, Golden Huddle. Mm. It, it it was like looking at a dinosaur. Nobody took them. Yeah, and he, he just threw him in the waste paper basket. That's some. That's some time. Uh, it was on, it was unbelievable. I couldn't believe that. But boy, I already had the invitation from Mayor yeah. Kushner. I didn't need a ticket, but nobody showed up. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. That's it's, that's what one of the things I've really been trying to figure out is mm-hmm. you know is is just why is there just such a such an indifference to this to this I mean to this story. Right. I mean, I've been I've been we've been fighting for I've been fighting for twelve years to get any type of recognition for this story. That's why I'm so happy with you, Jamie, yeah. and huh. you, Matt, back in the studio here, our very main man back here. Um, that you guys are that we're doing this show because I mean, it, there's just been nothing out there. Well, right. It's like the Detro- uh, Detroit Historical Museum and the letter that I gave yeah. them, the DVD. They were going to call me to, uh, to show the, you know, to bring it together. I never have heard a word. Yeah, from like yeah. The, there's a few people. That, you know, the Historical Museum. They, we've been doing. I've been doing a speech there every year on the April 18th or thereabouts, yeah. right around the 18th for the Champions Day for a memorial thing. And they've been, you know, they, you know, they've been doing great. They, they're the ones that brought that plaque out. So I want to give them a little yeah. bit of. You know, I, want, I mean, I just want to throw some, you know, shine their way because they definitely. I mean, they were the one that hosted that original 75th anniversary right. party. Um, so they, they've they've been they, last year for the party was great. They brought out the 1935 banner. They had the 35 wow. World Champion banner been something. at wow. the party. That, yeah, I would have liked to because they redid that. the because they had the um they had the Linwood Bar built in their basement. They had a, a, a Linwood yeah. Bar set up and uh, they had the flag. It was great. They um you know so so anyways, 
but and, I'm just saying, like the main, like it, you know, like it's it's almost like the. I, I just, but I just don't understand it. So that's one of the things that I'm, I'm I want I'm trying to understand is why there. Like people say, well, it happened so long ago. Well, Ty Cobb happened even longer ago than this. But everybody, but like, Ty Cobb is an institution in that, Detroit. Yeah. Like you, every time Cobb's mentioned, there's somebody puts out a new book and it's like front row, pay, you know, front seat. Oh, we got to talk about this new Cobb book. You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like there's things yeah. that happened long before this that still get front row attention. But this particular story, which is I make a case in these books that it's the greatest in, the greatest season in the history of American sport. And it's like, ah, you yeah. know, it's uh, one of those things, you know, it just happened. And well, just it was move the on, depression, you know? then the war came. Yeah. And I think it just yeah. kind of it dissipated. Well, it's sure, uh, but sh- a dividing and, line. And, and that's what I speculate, too, Tom, is that this is something that. You know, that World War II completely interrupted all sports conversation. They, you know, we come back from war. The Detroit has the golden age of the 50s. Gordy Howe, Bobby Lane, mm-hmm. championships all over the place. The auto mm-hmm. industry. I get it. I get that the world moved on. But, but here's the, but I've said this before and I've said it in the books. I'll say it again. Faced with what we now know, right? It's one thing for something to be forgotten. Okay. Right. But it's, but it's a whole nother thing that when you come face to face and you ne- with what you now know. Yeah. All right. What are you prepared to do about it, right? Detroit has been called one of the great sports towns in the country, right? But how? But I, this is one of the things I keep, I've, I've said over and over. But how great of fans are we really if one faced with the fact that oh, the greatest season in American sport history mm-hmm. are that have that basically shape, you know helped to shape Detroit sports as we know it, you know has been forgotten. We know about it now. And is it is, like how great friends are we if we just go, eh, you know, just dismiss it because, you know, there's something that, you know, we don't really know all that much about. So it's just like one of those, you know, a bar trivia questions that you're going to stump your stump your local bartender with. Right. That's what I'm saying like it's way more important than that. And I'm saying like this, if we are great sport, like let's bring this story out. And that's from that's really the component well, I'm trying to bring out. That's why we're here. And thank God you wrote. the Yeah, books. we're bringing it out. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So when you recorded this and then you took it back and you played it in its entirety, this 25 minutes. Uh, on, on WKAR, you said? WCAR. WCAR. 1090. 1090. WKAR. And then after that, you, you edited down a couple excerpts from it to, to share on Through the Arsenal Gates, which is uh, the Dearborn the Historical History. Museum's uh, program, and, and you, you had clips from there. So uh, 35, what is it, 35 years ago? Um, it got a playing, and then about uh, ten years ago, it, it just sat, it got a, a clip of a airing. Well, what and I that's did, it. well, what I did is it, I put it away, and then I thought, could I ever put that into a DVD or you know match the voices up with pictures from the mm-hmm. paper from thirty-five? And like Charles, I went to the library and I listened, and I went through all of the uh, archives there from thirty-five, and I matched it up. So this has been sitting and, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna share it in its entirety, uh, somewhere on, on YouTube and, and Facebook and, in the videos. We'll get the, we'll get the whole thing up in its entirety. But today, I think, Charles, I think there were a couple clips that you wanted yeah, to, there's, we to kinda, dive into a little bit. Yeah. Cause, and, and the original, um, you know, we actually, for the, through the Arsenal Gaze, we played that a couple shows ago and we, there was a couple clips we played on there. That was actually, you know, as we said, extracted from the original, uh, full, full, full on recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we, you know, we was listening to the other day, broke out a couple other, you know, clips that I really liked off of it. You know, one of these days we're going to list the entire thing for everybody here, but, but we want to, we want to, we want to take you like along the journey that, you know, when we get done taking you through the, our favorite parts, then we'll put the entire thing out. 
Um, and so anyways, yeah. So, um, we, so I, we, I picked out a couple of my favorite little, you know, early you know, sort of clips from the early on early part of the interview. And you said you wanted the first minute of it, right? Yeah. The first minute to hear Tom on there introducing where, you know, introducing himself at the, at the uh, event. All yep. right. Matt, do I got audio on this laptop? All right, cool. Here we go. So this is, uh, this is the first you, minute, just Tom kind of introducing himself. Well, yeah, when yeah. Tom first sat down and uh, was kind of opening things yeah. up for his uh, radio show. We ready? It's my pleasure today we're speaking to you from the Hilton here in Northfield. And this is the Lions Alumni Golden 50th Anniversary. And we do have some of the members from the great 35 World Champions team. And I would like to have the alumni director... Uh, introduce these men and we'll go around and this is Mr. Bob James. Take it, Gene. Thank you, Tom. This is, uh, we've got Jim Stacey here today and we've got Elmer Ward. We've got Ernie Cadell and we've got Frank Christensen. Who's missing, Bob? Is there somebody in here that we didn't get? Talking about the 35 team, uh, we were representing a city that many people should realize that in 1935, Detroit was the only city in the history of the United States to have three championship teams in one year. That was our Detroit Lions, that was our Detroit Red Wings, and also our Detroit Tigers. And, and we also had Joe Lewis coming up, and I would like to have these gentlemen uh, kind of introduce themselves, tell a little bit about it, and I would like to know and their thoughts of that 35-year uh, standing. So yeah, so that was Tom yep. kind of opening up the show. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's a it's a thirty five year old cassette that uh, bounced around your junk drawer for a while, and uh, uh, a slightly different caliber of equipment that you're grabbing it. But uh, it's uh, it, it's it's good history to have. Man. I was happy that you were because I brought in the cassette because Tom gave me a copy. I actually have a cassette player. I don't even know where I, I thought you're going to hold it up to the mic. <laughs> yeah, and no, hold well, your Walkman up to well, the yeah, mic. Yeah, I thought I was going to have to listen to it to get ready for the show. But you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, you guys, I was like, hey, Jamie, can you put can you take this cassette and turn it digital? You're like, yeah, I can do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that's all. Like, you know, we you know, so these guys t- turn a cassette into digital. So I didn't tweak it at all. Yeah. I no, just yeah. uh, I'm not that. I, 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 we need to find an audio file that Bob guy you were talking about. He's good. Oh, Bob Burnham. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's great. Connect with him and have him send it through yeah. the oscilloscope or something. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> those. I, I don't know. I'm just the guy that says ridiculous stuff. People go, oh, Jamie, you're in radio. You've been doing radio. I go, no, I sit down and I just say ridiculous stuff. I don't really know what I'm doing when it comes to the rest of it. I'm just kind of guessing and fumbling along. So, oh, you're picking it up, Jamie. Well, making and, it and, yeah. in 85, that was the best technology yeah. that, that we had. You know? Absolutely. But now it's 2020. Yeah. You know? And you can do it uh, you, with your phone. Oh, you yeah, get, your you phone. Do, you like, with a camera on your phone is like a it's like a uh, Hollywood style camera with a mic set up. You know? <laughs> well, I gotta tell you. The technology today it's is in, to it's, me it's, it's uh, crazy. I'm afraid yeah. of buttons, really. Yeah. <laughs> so all right, so the, you opened up the show and then you were able to talk to a few of the people and Charles, what was the first clip that caught your attention? Well, there's, you know, we, we, one there. of the, you know, we, 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 we had one for the, uh, through the Arsenal Gates. We, we, you know, we already played a couple of those. So people can go back and listen to those if they want. Or, yeah. And, and, and they were great. But I wanted to, um, so the next one I want to bring Q up is it's six, six minutes and 15, right around, well, six minutes. Let's start at six minutes in. Um, this is a, this is a, a, a conversation with, uh, Ed Klewicki. No, I think you're talking about something different. Hang on, let me see okay. if what you're calling up is what I had <laughs> ready okay. to go. Um, I, 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 now the one with Abe I labeled correctly. See, this is the part where I said I don't know what I'm doing. Okay, you're, well, well, 
We'll get through. Uh, okay, no. Okay, clip two. Ed Kulicki. All right, no, that is right. All right, so this is all right. So Ed Kulicki. So I just want to introduce Ed Kulicki. 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 All right. Because this guy, you know, I think you know he's got he's got a couple things to say. Um. Uh. Well, I mean, you're just gonna hear his voice, which is cool. Um. So Ed Kulicki was the first Michigan State. You know, Michigan State player to play for the Detroit Lions. That's correct. Yes. And so, um, yeah, we got him cute. We got a picture on the screen of uh, Ed Klawicki. Yep. And so his nickname, so, that, so anyways, Ed Klawicki, he's from Hamtramck. Oh. He was, uh, he won the, uh, his high school baseball team won a state championship. Which, and he was just one of these like legendary, like, I mean, Hamtramck uh, sports athletic legends in the mm. 1930s. And so he went to Michigan at the, at the time, Michigan State Agricultural, Agricultural College. Yep. And um and just and he played defensive end, played offensive. He was offensive in back in those days, playing both ways, offensive and defensive end. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, just a tremendous player. And one of the questions that people always like to find out, whatever you say of Michigan State, whenever they get brought up, is how did Michigan State do against Michigan that year? Yeah, exactly. And so in 1934, which is when the year that Kluicki played, um, Michigan State. Beat the Wolverines. Oh, oh yes, and that was a rarity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> especially since the thirty-two and thirty-three Michigan's you know, U of M were just powerhouses, uh-huh. absolute powerhouses. They had Chuck Bernard in nineteen thirty-two, thirty-three. Chuck Bernard, like I say, I can't wait till we start talking about him. He was an absolute legend mm-hmm. uh, from the University of Michigan and played for the Lions. Um, played for the Lions in thirty-four, and then um, Kluwicki played in thirty-five, and then so Kluwicki, uh, he just um, he comes in with the Lions, and he is. His nickname was the One Man Gang. Was his nickname? Uh, yeah. Like, oh, I didn't the, know. That. Yeah, the One Man Gang. <laughs> yeah, that's what they call it. So, because he was just a great, you know, he started off and it's. Um, anyways, well, I'll I'll cue that's that's me cueing him up right there to, to you can hear a little bit of words from him. All right, and here's Ed uh, in his own voice. Uh, Ed Kowicki, your impression of the '35 in that era? Uh, my impression, uh, uh, I uh, <laughs> I could tell. To start with, but uh, the only thing I I could recognize is that I wanted to become a part of that group, and there wasn't very many many uh, uh, cracks that uh, you know, made made the uh, team. See, there was uh, uh, four or five fellows that uh, uh, made it, but. Uh, I wanted the worst way, but since I had an opportunity to do that and, and uh, contribute. And from the beginning, I wasn't so sure, except uh, I had never played uh, in any uh, sport that I didn't play with a winning team. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and I figured, well, hell, it's, it's happened to me twice. I can contribute here, and I, that's the way I feel, and that's what I'm going to do. And uh, these guys uh, were so great, and uh, to me, and they helped me and accepted me, and uh, we did it. Not by myself, but uh, I was able to become one of the group, and uh, been really proud I could do it. Uh, as far as uh, coming back with the accolades that we've been receiving here in the last few days, I think they're just wonderful. And uh, we've—I've been to previous uh, reunions too, and they, they've all been great. But I, I never anticipated the uh, 
Walken and the wonderful things that have been said about this team the last three days. I can't hardly believe it. <laughs> this thing is happening. And it's really very, it's been very pleasant. And I want to thank everybody involved in the National Football League and the uh, Detroit Lions organization. You said thank that you. we never played with a loser, and you sure as hell held it. So that's that two o'clock in the morning happening there. Yeah, that's what those you can hear guys, the, the ambiance going on. That interview, those guys were playing the game of that world championship <laughs> of yeah. 1935. Yeah. They were just like kids at heart. Uh, yep. No, that's great. No, I love Ed Kluick. He's such a yeah. He's he's fan. And Ed, just a, you know, at following this, where he says, "I just wanted to make the team." Um, just you know, like an addendum to that. You know, in, in 1935, when he joins, you know, he comes to the Lions. Um, he was not wrong because the, the team had a, a you know, the, 1934, as we've already talked about, was a dominating performance by the Lions in their first year. And uh, in 35, you know, they had f- very few weaknesses. As he mentioned, there was no very, you know, he says there's no cracks in the team to, you know, to even make a jump. And so um, the first four, uh, first four games, he, he barely played, he, yeah. if, at, if at all. And um, but but the more he you know every chance he did get he got better you know he contributed and um, by the end of the season he was a you know, he was one of their best players he was I mean he was you know he's he's um you know he's being humble about his uh, about his contributions but Kluicki was a tremendous player um, and uh, I forgot the exact numbers he put up in the in the championship game but he was you know he caught several passes one of the clips we showed the other day with the Lions um, where he it was there's a there's if you had a previous episode was a guy diving sort of um, get, he caught the ball and it's like right up in the camera angle and he's like getting hit out of bounds. That was Klawicki in that video, um, and so that's what I mean. Like, so he was a, yeah, he was he became a very valuable contributor offensively, and he was a pass like a he was a little bit more of a um, pass. He was a blocker, but he's also a pass oriented sort of a tight end, like you know receiver, which was a definitely a growing element of the of football at that time. So yeah, Klawicki. So it was it's just cool to hear his voice. You know, he's he's a great player. It is. That's and that's these are the because these guys aren't with us anymore. I mean, there were only ten left at the time, and seventeen total. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of the whole. Of the whole thirty-nine of the world yeah. champions, yeah. So I got it. I got in on the bottom of the ninth, <laughs> <laughs> and it's good. And, and we're so glad that uh, we're getting to share these. Uh, there was like a, a really interesting character. I because uh, he wasn't a player, right? Um, Abe. Hey, yeah, Abe Kushner. Yeah. So uh, are we going to do like all? Uh, what do we know about Abe? Oh, we're going to be um, talking about. Him. I think in the next episode we're going to because uh, he's he's got the the next section of quotes. He's going to be a like a like he, he he's met you know he's on the and this early bits of the the video. Um, in yeah. fact, if you play that video just another hair longer, you'll hear uh, Abe talking about you know he's going to be saying what a great group of uh, you know how what the Lions meant. Right, to I got that. Uh, it's one minute long. Yeah. I got that next clip there you that you it? pointed just, out. Yeah. So who is Abe Kushner though? You want to take well, he was on? the he was the trainer uh, for the Lions, and he uh, he uh, had uh, Dutch Clark it was his trainer, and he was the equipment manager and also the trainer for the Lions of 1934. Do I have a? Do we have a picture at all on there? I thought uh, I he, a picture. He's like he's like he taping also, a guy's yeah, foot. He's taping a guy's so. foot. He also helped bring up some of the stuff uh, from Portsmouth. But none of the equipment. That's him right there. From and then there's Portsmouth, another one. I think I, uh, I may have sent you with the was, uh, him was, taping a guy's was foot. There he is, right there. Yep, there he is. Check yeah, that there, picture there out. There he is. Yep. yep. You see what he wrote on that? Best. He wrote a little yeah. article for yep. me, and I was really proud of that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. There, there's, um, yeah. So, like I say, so yeah, he's a you know Lions trainer. He's the one that, uh, and I and I actually met um his son, and his son was one that was uh, helped me connect with the unpublished memoirs. 
you know, he, like, he had memoirs that he never published that he, um, that he donated uh, to the NFL. Right. And the very last of this, uh, the DVD is, is a football. Uh, that the players signed for me when I was at the reunion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to take the ball and have uh, Aid uh, finish it off and put 1935 on it. I talked to him a couple times by phone, and then when I called to have him do the ball, he was he deceased. He died. Really? I, I really felt bad. But didn't you that. say? I thought I, I thought you were the one that told me that he used to. Somebody told me this that he was the one that actually like on the game balls that he didn't he do the script on the balls. Well, or something? when a when a player had an outstanding game with yeah. the Lions, he would address the balls. And That's get, what I'm saying. And, yeah, and, and give it to the players. Exactly. Like they would get the game ball. His, and he would actually write on the ball. For right. Him. His yeah. writing and his etches on those balls and that stuff was fantastic. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at his. Uh, case here there's a picture of him with his yep. trainer case and it's lettered i'm gonna imagine he did that himself right that's probably yes, some of I'm his sure. amazing lettering on his case there yeah and i talked to his son and, and i and i met his you know i met his son um just after his son had donated that case to the nfl hall of fame oh. and so we had that i wish I, i'd never seen it in, missed um, by yeah that much sure sure but, um, <laughs> but yeah so we're uh you know so that's in the that's in the hall of fame i'm not sure if it's out in a display or not but i mean that case still but, exists that's what's so right. cool he never told me about that but boy i would love to see that sure what was, what was in there yeah. yeah i'll see if i can find a picture because i think there's i actually think i have a color picture of it in a display i think it now that i meant now that i think about it, i think it, i think it is on display in the hall of fame right last um, time i last time i was in Canton. They gave me a full tour. I went downstairs and saw all the archives. Yeah. They have so much stuff captured or not on display. Yeah. It's on. I don't think they got a room. They're going to have to rebuild because yeah, make it know, larger. Because football gets bigger and bigger. You know. Yeah. Sure. In, in his day, there was eleven teams. Now there's thirty. And people donate yeah. stuff constantly, and yeah. there's so much stuff. And they it's donate. hard to get stuff in a museum. Sure. Uh, because they really don't know the authenticity. You know, yeah. uh, is it really the real? providence of it? Yeah. But in this case, it was his son that turned but, it but over. But him, so. I mean, he yeah. was he was a legend. Yeah. So Abe was there. He was a big part of the team. He wasn't a player, but he was a big part. And he was of the a team. major advocate for this team, as far as the you know, like he loved this team. And that's the next clip we're going to talk about. He actually talked about how much he loves his team. And yeah. but um, but also um, but he was a you know he. He was the one that was really going, you know, telling Tom, "Remember us, man." Like he actually said that to you, didn't he? Yes. Well, what he about did, the city of champions well, as a whole? I, I told you we had at the Westland Mall the, yeah. the celebration. And that he was, was the first it, celebration. Yes. Then you went for, and after that. Fifth, well, yes. He was so honored, and he was the only one that could that showed up. Absolutely, you know, it was fifty years. Mm-hmm. He was so happy and proud that he just he he was beside himself uh-huh. and and. Together, uh, we we were like a father and son. I yeah, mean, yeah. it was unbelievable what he did. Yeah. And invited me as a personal guest to be able to sit down with those players. Yeah, that that's an. But honor. that's where you met him was the Westland Mall when you guys were you had a, a, a set up for the, for the for thirty five championships. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, here's Abe. Uh, a little clip. Uh, first clip of him. Um, at the Golden Huddle, the 50th anniversary. Uh, next, I want to interview Abe Kushner. He was the trainer of that 35 great team. And Abe, your thoughts? My name is Abe Kushner, and I, I had the particular good fortune of being associated with the finest group of athletes in, in the world. I was most lucky, most fortunate. The outstanding. A very important part of my life. I'm kind of stuck for words now. I'm overwhelmed by everything. I was asked to stage this reunion, and it's by far outlived all my expectations. All the fellows here, I claim, as members of my expanded family, 
And each one of the ball players on that 35 team was an all-time, all-around American ball player and gentleman. Thank you. He's such a, he's such a, seems like such a humble guy. Uh, and, and if you look at this, I love this picture. If people uh, are listening picture. to the audio Absolutely. podcast again, another one that's worth a trip over to see this image of, of, of Abe on the, on the video. Uh, he's just so uh, resolute. He's so uh, meticulous in what he's doing. He just seems so serious. When Is I that, did, when I did that interview, he had tears in his eyes. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, you could tell. You could tell the emotion. He was, in he was the, very emotional. Yeah, you could tell. Well, you could just tell from his voice there that this, um, it, this whole thing meant a great deal to him, and that, and the fact that you know when he talks about the extended fam, you know, extended family. Um, I mean, he's, you know, this, that's not just lip service. I mean, this is a guy that, I mean, you could see him throwing this event because, you know, it was, I mean, almost as like a family reunion to him, you know, to him to bring a chance to bring all of his friends back for, you know, the, well, he told me in some of the talks that, that he had personal correspondence with all of these players all over the United Mm, States. Sure. And I think that he was very instrumental in bringing the 25th anniversary and also the 50th. Yeah, he, he was a very important part of it. Sure, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you can tell just from the tone, the sound of his voice, that this is something that meant an absolute great deal. Yeah. And I, like I say, he said to you at one point, didn't he? I, 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 correct me if I'm wrong, but like he talked to you about the entire city of champions as a whole, not just Alliance, and said to you, "Don't let and you know, don't forget about us." Well, he gave me the article. Yeah, he gave you an article uh, talking uh, uh, about uh, the teams. Uh, uh, yeah, and that was the very first time. That I ever knew all of the twenty four world yeah, champions. Yeah, that there was more than just Nobody the three. Nobody really knew them. Yeah, than than more than just the three, right? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. You know, like I said, when I was a boy, I asked my dad about the city of champion. He didn't know who they all were. Yeah, because there was a, a lot of them, though. He told you that there was a bunch, but there was yeah, right? but he yeah. didn't know. Yeah. All the, he didn't know the whole spectrum of it. Yeah, but there and there you go. But your and your dad lived approximately, you know, in that time. Oh, absolutely. And so, but that's what's crazy, though, is is that it's like, and I think that's another element of how it got forgotten. How this thing got forgotten was. Um, was that, you know, <clears throat> you know, it happens and then like the mer- world sort of moved on without it. There was so many bigger pressing. We're about to enter a world war, you know I mean? This yeah. is a major, this is a time of, you know, like, you know, we, they just done this thing and, you know, and it was the world moved on without it. Yeah. I'll bring up a little about the 35 lions. One of the players was a four-star general in World War II. Yeah, I, I I have a note on that because I when I had listened to the tapes and 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 uh, the Arsenal Gates, you mentioned that. Yes, and no, I, I was fascinated by that. I wanted to dive into that well, story. A well, little bit. I don't know just which one it was, but well, I, Ox Emerson I, was a pretty high-ranking I, I guy too. I think he was. I think it was Emerson, but I'm not sure. But Ox Emerson, four-star general, was, World War II. That's yeah, pretty high. Yeah, yeah. One of, like I'm not sure which, but I know Ox Emerson was a, was a, he was he, he was in the Navy and he uh, I forgot what rank he but he got up to a pretty high rank too with uh, <laughs> veterans day yesterday sure, people listen to this any times <laughs> but uh, who knows when people listen but uh, any day of the year I want to say thank you to people sure. that served no matter absolutely currently past and and future so thank you all uh yeah so that was uh abe yeah no yeah that's what i'm saying he's amazing a, oh, amazing cat absolutely so um how's it how's it are we working on the next clip or are we uh, um yeah there's uh there was one more that I, I did one more that I pulled down. Yeah, there was one more about uh, Red Stacy. Um, Jim Red Stacy. Yeah, it's uh, he was talking. And we're going to get a little mention. Uh, I think we're going to get a little mention of of, of uh, Elmer Bear Ward on here too. Which uh, um, Iron Man. This runs about three minutes long, and yep. uh, so it's uh, would do any, any prep for this about Red. 
Uh, I mean, he's a you know. He, he actually, I think he actually talks about him on, on this video himself. He's so, a, a Tom, diamond. you were sitting there across from him, talking to him with a microphone in his face. Tell me about Red. What uh, What do you know about Red? He was a very exciting player. He he didn't play very long, and he was happy to be a world champion. And he he went out smiling. Offensive That's, and defensive lineman. Yeah, I think Lions. he only yep. played about two more years after yeah. thirty five. Yep. But it's an interesting uh, segment. Right. I think we're actually going to hear from three different players in here. Red Stacy, Ernie Cadell, and also Elmer. Within this little three-minute clip, I believe they're all on here. They're going to be sort of back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. And that's why this um, uh, Elmer Ward, this, did you see this little clip right there? I think that's this is where the bracket's off at, 1204. I, I cut it before, Elmer. Oh, well, did you? Okay. Yeah. Well, All right. Okay. Well, we can maybe bring so him up on that. Well, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll bring him up on the But uh, this the is Red. Let's see. Okay. Yeah, hit him with it. Uh, there's been many changes, and I know this is complicated, but I'd like to have their impressions on what has changed. Well, there's so many changes in 1935 and up to date that I, couldn't, I, I just couldn't name them all. But the one thing that I remember most about and changes is the fact that our coach, Foxy Clark, back in 1935, if he looked over at me and he said, Red, you're going to start today, I expect you to play 60 minutes. And he meant that. And my first first three games, I played the first one was 58 minutes, the other one was 57 minutes, and the last one was I asked Jack Johnson when he came in to take the, to take my place, I said, Jack, can I stand because I want to win that hat that Pachi promised every man that won 60 minutes in here. And that is a big change for me. I won. Thank you, Red. Bernie, what do you think? Well, the number one year quickly, uh, I thought the red hit it on the nail all right because 60 minutes was not unknown in the, this whole deal all the way around. And uh, uh, as, as uh, we started to play all, all the deal, and then uh, I can't really tie anything down that... Uh, made this outstanding that sort of thing uh, I think that maybe one of the things that went on was that when I played that wing back out there and I came around and had George Christensen 250 pounds and he was the largest guy on the whole squad now we've, we've got the, our uh, over to my left over here we've got another little Chris calling and uh, uh, all, all the things, I, I don't know if anything is right this minute that I can add to it at all, except that uh, when we went out on the field, we went out there to win. And no messing around about it. And Patsy uh, Clark, our coach, was no was a taskmaster, but by the same time he was a friend, and uh, he expected us to win. He expected us to handle ourselves so we'd be in the position to go. And then he didn't back off at all. When one day he said that he, we had a little problem at the, one of the other teams, and I'm not going to name them, but he said, you know. When they come down to us, what are we going to do? So they came down, and he says, there's the 11 guys that are going to play both ways 60 minutes. 
all 11 of them. And the psychology on the thing, it worked. They beat them. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. So we talked about that Iron Man Iron Man game. game the all 11 guys, yep. 60 minutes. That those yep. guys were led. Cadell was one of them. Was that Cadell the Bears? Was, was that uh, the Packers? The Packers. Yep. It was the Packers. Yep. So, yeah, it's like people, it's like, it, you know, it's why, why do we, you know, is, is it such a, such a thing when the Lions play the Packers, you know? Yeah. Because it goes back to these guys. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I told you last week, you know, that's uh, the Packers sponsored the Portsmouth Spartans. Yeah. And that's the tradition. Well, yeah, but you know, but the thing, but the tradition of the of the rivalry goes. I mean, like, you know, however that the whole thing started. But at the same time, that the the rivalry that they established in Portsmouth between the Packers and the Spartans, Spartans. and the Bears and the Spartans, the, that rivalry they brought with them to Detroit. You know what I mean? A- a- absolutely. Yes, and so they brought that to to Detroit, mm-hmm. and it was and in 1934 after this great season. We've already, we've talked about this before. That um, you know, the the Lions win their first ten games. They go under. They go unscored upon for their first seven games, and then at the end of the year, it's the Packers and Bears that knock them off at the end of the year. And like at that moment, before they got you know all these Lions fans or the Tigers fans who had just come off of a law in game seven loss in the 1934 World Series. Um, they're looking at the Lions. They're they're starting to turn their team. Go, oh man, we got an NFL team here. Maybe we'll get a consolation prize of an NFL championship. And then the Packers and Bears knock them off. And ah, so for yeah. the and so that's yeah. this idea is that you know welcome to this rivalry, you know Lions fans, because yeah. that that's what started to engage these people in this you know in this team. And of course, the following year, thirty five is when they get that redemption finally to, to you know to knock well, these. Well, teams like I off. said last week, that's how they got the name the Cheeseheads. It all yeah. came out of Portsmouth because yeah. they, the Packers wouldn't play them, and one of the Spartans said, "Ah, oh, they're just a bunch of Cheeseheads." Yeah, and it still goes on to this day. Huh. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it, um, it you know, they, but the rivalry, the development of these rivalries. You know, a lot of times people just think, "Oh, it's just because the teams are close." So, you yeah. know, it's a it's a they're a rival because they're a nearby team, but. Um, you know, the actual, you know, they, like I say, this, you know, these conflicts begin, these rivalries, you know, there's a source of it. And it, and that's why it's, you know, good to look back and, and show these, show these teams. But I just love the 60 minute concept too. It's like, I mean, it's that, that's the definition of football yeah. folklore, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just well, such a cool thing. After the interview, I listened to Christensen, you know, he played for 60 minutes and he says, Tom, you know, I watch him on television and he said that the commentator said, oh, the defense has been on the field for eight minutes and they're tired. <laughs> and Christensen, what a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> he said, how would those kids like to play 60 minutes? Yeah. No, I know. It's just great. It's just, like I say, it is football uh, folklore to sit there to say that, you know, 60, you know, these guys play 60 minutes on a game and it's, yeah. um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's why that's, it's just, it's great to hear from them, um, you know, you know talking about that. So what's next? Yeah, that's uh, those were the clips we yeah, had clips for okay. for today. Yeah, okay. And uh, you got to catch you looking at my shirt, man. Yeah, that's a nice. Everybody's looking at my shirt. That's today. a nice pullover there. Yeah, yeah Foot, well, the, football the, the, season. I'm showing. Yeah, well, I'm showing this. This shirt. I got this as a gift. Uh, oh, a friend of mine named cool. D- uh, David Marsh. He's a huge fan of our show. Oh, and um, hey, David. Yeah, and so he's the uh, he- uh, head coach of the f- uh, freshman uh, football. Team. He's been head coach of a uh, Brighton freshman football team for. I don't even know how long, like thirty plus years. But it, you know, t- you know, the Brighton's a you know great program too. They you know and uh, and so yeah, I see you guys looking at my shirt. And I was you know, t- you know showing it off and um and the, like I said, I mean, also put out a message there to the, you know people out there that you know we welcome gifts. Oh, there you go. We totally welcome <laughs> gifts. We just know? welcome listeners. Yeah, we welcome listeners too. But gifts, sure. You know, you, you know, you, we take you know shirts, 
Hats, bourbon, you know, bourbon. You know, bourbon helps us fuel the show a little bit, and then That's you know, it. food. Actually, you Jennifer, know, some food, you know, Jennifer Rader uh, chimed in. She said Brandon and Augie, and, and she were listening. So. Oh, great! How you guys doing? Augie's Thanks. a new ba- Augie's a new kid, Aww. new kid on the. He's, a, he's the newest uh, City of Champions fan. Yeah. So uh, yeah, thank you guys for uh, joining. So everybody who's uh, listening, we appreciate. It. If you're watching it on uh, Facebook or YouTube, it is an audio podcast. You can uh, go over and subscribe on the audio side if you're listen to the audio and we mention a clip or there's a picture that we, we we're talking about uh sometimes it's worth a trip over to to check out the video on on those uh as well and it's just uh youtube.com city of champions yeah and Facebook, find. yeah city of champions yeah expresses and- again we, we talk about it in the opening show there's you know, there's not much out there on the City of Champions, man. Pretty right. much the stuff that, that's out there is stuff that we're putting out. And, you know, the, the books, the, the show, you know, you do a Google search on Detroit City of Champions or, or YouTube on it, and you're going to find us pretty quick. Well, we're heading into the holiday there. season. If somebody is a, a, a Detroit fanatic, a history fanatic, a sports fanatic, a, a Lions, Red Wings, Tigers, a fanatic of any one of those teams, this would be a great gift. Where can people find the books, Charles? Well, DetroitCityChampions.com is the easiest way to do okay. it online. Um, and, but also, if you're in the Detroit area, stop in and, you know, there's uh, the stores that I'm in are, um, there's a 12 Oaks Mall in Novi, Laurel Park in Livonia, and Partridge Creek in Clinton Township. There's a, Mi- a Michigan art store there uh, called Inspire Marketplace. I got mm. a big display. You can come out and check out the books. I thought you were in one of those yep. old photo map booths by yourself. No, no, uh, yeah. Just no. got you tucked away. No, in the, no. So you remember those, Tom? Those little one-person photo map yeah, booths? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. can actually you can actually find me in those stores. I kind of rotate between them. I actually work in the stores because I got a big, you know, a big store display inside there. And you catch me a lot of times at the Laurel Park Mall, at, um, you know, at, you know, or you know, but I kind of rotate between the stores. And, All right. So, um, but so City of Champions, DetroitCityOfChampions.com is uh, a great place. And then yep. the stores uh, in person. If you want to come check it out in person, and I'll tell you, once hi, you get yeah. into that books, you'll never put them down. Oh, they're, uh, yeah, and you'll carry and, them right with you. I carry the, when I go to Florida. I carry all the books. That's uh, yeah. they're great. They're the, 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 they're rich, and and, and you, you tell it through the news clippings and, and the photos uh, and, and the way you tie it together. And it's not blowing sunshine up your backside. I, I yeah. really I really enjoy it. Yeah, um, and the, well, the way I tried the, the way that it kind of came together, like I didn't really anticipate it like this, but it just kind of you know just kind of organically evolved. Like the the style of the writing that I did was. Um, basically I just act as a narrator where I introduce the situation. I introduce the player and then, uh, and then the, I let the writers of the 1930s tell the, the actual story. Cause that so language they're the is ones that were there. so crazy. Oh, it's, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. The newspaper writing back then was so colorful. They, yeah. I mean, they, they, they painted this, I mean, it's like a liter, it's like a, it's like a, um, literary like you know masterpieces for it's like they paint this picture of what you're watching like it's not the red wings scored a goal on this play it's the red wolves were on the prowl and they came down flashing steel it's the thing <laughs> like the ice was shining and the steel was flashing that takes you like, back to the old that's what I'm uh, saying. Like, big eight kind of they're going 2020 news yeah, yeah yeah well the people were all at home in the 30s in the depression and really all they had was the newspapers yeah well so yeah they, they conveyed and, that imagery yep. through it absolutely. a lot of people couldn't afford the nickel paper yeah mm-hmm. or to go watch the games and this yeah. and that so so yeah they painted these pictures of it and it made you like almost sad you weren't there you're like flashing steel glinting ice and you know all these things <laughs> yeah. you know and there's but then you start reading some of the other other stuff and they're talking about like these fights for like well you know talking about hockey stuff yeah where there's like bottles being thrown on the ice fists i mean they talk they, they don't they don't pull any punches when it comes to like describing fights and all this stuff you're nice. like man this is a mayhem <laughs> you know like 
It's a, it's, but yeah, yeah, their articles are well, great. Well, that's like the 34 World Series when they took Ducky Medwick off the field yeah. of the Cardinals. Yeah, it uh, saved his life because the Tiger Geringer fans about to Geringer, Geringer told me about that. He was afraid, too, because yeah. you know, they were peppering out of yeah. Maven Field. They were throwing bottles and everything well, at, that, at Meckworth. Well, that incident where you know we, we talked about yep. in the show, but you know, a lot of times, just to jump on what you're saying a little bit, is that that incident, you know, that's one of the incidents that people remember from the 30s Tigers. And a lot of times they go, oh, they were throwing stuff on the field and they had to pull Ducky Medwick out of the game. You know, know, a lot of times that description of it doesn't go far enough to describe it. (coughs) Excuse me. They, um, because what ended up happening was it was a damn near a riot. Mm. I mean, it was almost a riot type of environment where they're like, if we don't pull him out of this game, uh, these Tiger fans are about to literally tear this building down. Well, I mean, it was so the upset. only time in the World Series history yeah. that a field that a player was escorted off the field by police officers. Well, but he was removed by the commissioner during a game. Uh, yeah. like, and, he didn't and that really commissioner do it. was Landis, Commissioner Mount Landis. Yeah. 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 Yes, but I'm saying, like, you know, it doesn't do just for, like, the fury that these fans had. Like, they were, yeah, sure, they were throwing stuff, but, man, they were about to, they were about to murder. There's you know? so right. many, There's so many firsts here in the city of Detroit in our athletic history. Yeah. It's unbelievable. All right, so, and we're going to get to more of them on the next episodes of Detroit City of Champions. Tom, thank you for uh, coming in again. Yeah. It's, uh, you're a treasure. It's a, it's a treat. Uh, we appreciate you being here without, without a doubt and the, the materials you've brought. Um, just thank you for, for all the stories you share before and after the microphones are on. Uh, they're all fantastic. You guys should be jealous because Tom shares so much great stuff. We were, you guys were here. We record another show. Uh, an hour, and then we went out. And it was another forty-five minutes uh, just talking to Tom yeah. in the lobby, and it was it was glorious. Yeah, it, we should have really had the was. mics on out there. We were Telling talking you. stocks. We were talking all kinds of stuff. It's, like uh, Tom's giving me some stock tips. And thank stuff. you, yeah. thank yeah. you for being. I got some more things to show you out there. Oh, great, so, great. awesome. All right, so there we go. So uh, uh, DetroitCityOfChampions.com, dot com, and uh, we'll we'll do it again next time. Detroit City of Champions, the podcast.